conscious couples, business partners, and singles committed to attracting their dream partner, welcome to the Conscious Couples Podcast, where we share our life, love story, and combined relationship expertise to help you create and consistently cultivate the most magnificent, intimate relationship possible. Never again will you feel hopeless and alone in your intimate relationship challenges. Having accumulated thousands of hours coaching conscious couples and individuals all over the world, as well as starting and growing a global business together, Alan and I are here to guide you and all things relationships. Thank you again for tuning into the one place where it's not about you or me. It's about the the we. Conscious couples and individuals, welcome back to the one and only Conscious Couples podcast for episode number 64. We have a very special one for you today. I say that every time. They're all special. Be They are all special. <laughs> <laughs> They're so special. Be careful of the honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that again. Be very careful of the honeymoon phase. Dangerous game. Okay, before we jump in, to this very special episode. <laughs> uh, we want to thank the production team at Next Level Podcast Solutions. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As always, my love, what is your intention for today's episode? My intention is to help our listeners understand the long-term consequences of emotional reactive decisions in their relationships, i.e., what are the risks when you're in the honeymoon phase and when you just let it you know, drive everything? In other words, do not, do not, do not, make long-term decisions based on short-term emotions. Mm. It's a dangerous game. So the story that I wanted to tell about this, I uh, will never forget this. We had an event at what we were at the time as the Hyperconscious Podcast before Next Level University was a thing, before we rebranded. And we had a woman named Toria Leto. She's a licensed marriage therapist. And she came in and she spoke and she had these flashcards. She said, listen, this is my first speech. I'm eight months pregnant. Please bear with me. She rocked it. She rocked it. She did rock it. So shout out to Tori. Big fan. Tori, I'll never forget this. She said, the first thing I want to share with this audience is this. The purpose of an intimate relationship, even though no one's ever told you, is growth. And if you do not believe that to be true, you're in some trouble. Mm. Okay? And then she went into the phases of an intimate relationship. The first phase is the honeymoon phase. She calls it the infatuation stage. Mm -hmm. The second phase is the power struggle phase. And the third phase is the commitment stage, commitment phase, Mm -hmm. stage phase, either way, either way. And so Emilia and I are, we first meet, Mm -hmm. go on our first date, and we have all the feels. We're infatuated with one another. Infatuated or infatuated? Both. (laughs) Both. Nice, nice. Whatever You didn't even miss a beat. You got the butterflies. Yeah. The flutterflies. 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 That was great. Okay. (laughs) You were so afraid I was going to leave you hanging right there. You were like, ah. (laughs) That was fun. Take it back. All right. So at the very beginning of Emilia and I's relationship, and we are very much in the infatuation stage, the honeymoon stage. Mm. And I was at my executive admin's place and I actually hadn't even really dated you for very long. I think it'd been like three or four days. And I had a heart next to your name in my phone. And -hmm. she was like, you don't even know this woman. Like, I don't understand. Like, and I said, Amy, 
I don't know how to explain this. I, I want to be with Emilia. And if you've never heard our story, we episode one was called Our Love Story. And I go pretty in detail mm-hmm. about how I intended to be with you and that whole thing. That whole thing. The whole thing. And so uh, I had intended to be with Emilia the moment that I met her. That was my my goal. I hoped that she would have me. <laughs> and fortunately she did. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that I immediately asked her to be with me. And so I've seen couples many, many times. I've made this mistake in the past as well. I'm sure many of our listeners have where you're in that honeymoon phase and you start just going off the rails with let's be together. Let's be official. Let's move in together. Let's get a dog. Let's get married, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's a really, really dangerous game because you're making a long-term decision based on short-term emotions and you're not giving it time to settle. Oxytocin, dopamine, all the great neurochemicals are flowing through your veins. It's a whole thing. So Emilia and I, we didn't even kiss until our second date, which you actually ended up kissing me because I wanted Emilia to know that I'm playing the long game. I want Emilia (laughs) to know that I want to do this right. Mm-hmm. That was my goal. I want to do this one right. I got to do this one right. <laughs> and so I wanted to be rational and I wanted to be intelligent with my choices. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to be with her the moment I met her. I didn't end up kissing her until our second date. Mm-hmm. We didn't sleep together until at least a month in. Mm-hmm. I think somewhere around there. And then I didn't ask you to be with me until three months later. And then, sweetheart, we didn't move in together and get a place together until over two years in to our relationship. And I've witnessed many couples that do all of that and more get a dog get married within the first three four five six months of a relationship and i think i really do believe this is my thesis i think that's one of the reasons the divorce rate is so high because you're jumping into something based on short-term emotions and marriage is a long-term game yeah there's actually statistics that show that that supports your thesis love which i think is so fascinating because the divorce rate is higher than it's ever been And one of the reasons is because of this, because people are not taking it slow. And what I mean by that, everyone knows that what what I mean by that. But it's like really when you get so hung up, especially nowadays, because interestingly enough, the data shows that there's more singles now more than ever. And people are actually swinging in the total direction of like because single culture is so um common nowadays people have trust issues people have commitment issues like there's a lot of that happening now so people are taking it super duper slow but there are when you people do feel as though they found their partner or they found that person they go balls to the wall in and they jump through all of those hoops very very, very quickly. quick and it's really so people to, to clarify people are spending more time single yes than ever in the past yep. but when they do find someone that they do believe is their partner they're jumping into more serious commitments quicker a lot which makes sense they're swinging the pendulum from two extremes which is a dangerous game it is it is and that's the thing that like i really want to bring into this episode a lot of people have and 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 i know this because i coach a lot of people that are single that are working through this they're in a very scarce mindset when it comes around dating and trust me alan is one in eight billion there is no one like him however in knowing that 
it's it would have been so easy to just jump through all of the hoops really really quick but what's easy isn't well you did get you you did get us a love fern like a weekend did i no no i'm kidding (laughs) for those of you who don't know that's a how to lose a guy in 10 days reference (laughs) this is our love fern (laughs) (laughs) that's funny two tickets to the knicks yeah yeah exactly (laughs) so so in knowing that you have found the one or or maybe your butterflies, your flutterflies are telling you, your body is telling you like this person I want to do it right with. How hard is it to actually, when you've been searching for that your whole life, how hard is it to take it slow? So our call with Alan and Amelia was just incredibly valuable. It was really cool to see that in just one session, we were able to go so deep and to cover so many topics and without going too much into the troubles without getting depressive or negative or anything like that and it was just amazing to see that at the end of the call we were able to hop off the call with way more resources and way better equipped to build trust and to resolve our conflicts more effectively in the future than we were to begin with so we got a lot of value from it and way more than we were both expecting not because we had low expectations but because they really over delivered yeah yeah and it was really just great to be able to chat with someone and just connect with another couple that's really interested in you know growth and becoming better people and becoming better partners so it's just really fun to actually be able to connect with someone that's really invested in each other and the relationship and everything yeah they felt like really good friends that happen to be very wise exactly (laughs) (laughs) so thank you guys really appreciate it yes thank you that's why the honeymoon phase is such a very dangerous game if you're not thinking it through rationally. Because for me, it was on the second date and Alan didn't kiss me. So I was like, what is happening? This like, I think this is my guy. So I got to get him. And I kissed him. I launched <laughs> onto him. And I was like, we need to make sure that we're hitting the milestones in my trajectory. Because like, if he's not interested, I need to know. So I need to like, you know, rearrange things a little bit. So launched on him on the second date kissed him <laughs> and then called him up afterwards and was like are you were you gonna like kiss me if i didn't kiss you so what what we had done was vulnerable conversation honest conversation oh, i was so glad you called me i was like <laughs> did what just happened is everything okay oh my god i was and you were like you called me up you're like were you gonna call me? <laughs> I was <laughs> like, really yes, we are, of course. Yeah, it was so cute. Yeah. But here's the thing: we we all have come across someone that has gotten so infatuated by someone, or infatuated, whatever it is. We'll look it up after this. I'm embarrassed if it's not the case, but in facts with others, infatuated, <laughs> infatuated. Well, it's it's so it's so easy because when you fall in love, it is like the most potent. Literally, it's the most potent, Mm -hmm. I believe, emotion, concept, like experience as a human being. And we are wired for that. We're Mm -hmm. wired to have that love carry us into all of the goody good phases so that we can ultimately try to procreate, try to extend the legacy, try to do all that stuff. So we have all the forces, if you will, that are working for us. And that is why it is so important to be mindful of your decisions in the honeymoon phase. Be mindful of the decisions that could potentially set you up for a lifetime of who knows, it might feel like imprisonment. I know there's so many couples that I've talked to that are like not really happy. They got in a relationship when they were young and they made a lot of decisions. They didn't realize how much debt their partner had and they decided to get married. They started to, they, they got a dog or they got a cat or they got an animal and then all of a sudden they broke up and 
now that animal's homeless, they have to go, you know, put it into a shelter. Like it's not fair to all of the people that it impacts when we make decisions from an emotionally heightened or triggered space out of the name of love. And so be careful of the honeymoon phase. This goes for all of us because I I don't think anyone, it's really hard not to fall prey of the honeymoon phase because our chemistry is working for us and it's hard to be rational, bring the rational brain into the decision-making paradigm. So here's the analogy. When I was a teenager, I got a Volkswagen Jetta, 16 years old, 16 and a half, I think. And I drove way too fast and I was reckless. I wasn't a seasoned driver. I wasn't, I was so excited that I got my new car and I had a stick shift and I wanted to race with my friends. And it, it was, it was reckless in hindsight mm. because you have all this confidence, but you have no experience. And so you have all this confidence of I'm, I'm a great driver. I'm going to be a great driver. I finally get to go to the movies. I finally get freedom. Yay. And you end up taking all that emotion and putting it on the road and you end up driving very dangerously. Fortunately, there was this one bad time where I, I actually spun out in someone's lawn. Oh, jeez. And fortunately, I didn't get hurt. But I very well could have totaled my car. I could have gotten very hurt. Yeah. And that's a good example of when you make long-term decisions when you make your decisions when you're in heightened emotional states Mm. you're gonna end up doing reckless things and that's good you could get very hurt and so if you picture a little kid who you know it's their birthday they wake up and they're so excited for their birthday that's great for that day don't get married (laughs) in that heightened state yeah try to make a really a really rational decision and i think that whenever emotions are really low or they're really high meaning you're in a really depressed state or you're in a really heightened peak state. Both of those uh, are a little bit dangerous. And we can all think of a time when we were in a peak state. We were, we had caffeine, everything was going well, and we, we made an per- impulsive purchase. Let's book a trip for 15 grand. Maybe not that, that's excessive. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and then you regret those decisions. Like, ah, I shouldn't have spent so much. It's the holidays, it's Christmas. All of a sudden, everyone, mm-hmm. January 1st, looks at their December bills and they're like, oh my God, did I, did I spend $4,500 on mm-hmm. gifts for people? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, right? And then we so, start to rationalize, like, oh, well, this person, you know, they were so sweet to me this year, or this yeah. or that. And then, and then all the rationality starts to come in, but it's to support the irrational decision. Exactly. It's to support the irrational decision. And Mm -hmm. then you tell yourself a story that isn't necessarily true when in reality you were in a heightened state, you were pumped that it was the holidays Mm -hmm. and you wanted to be generous, which is great. But we all have to realize the implications of our emotional states. And I think that when it comes to getting into a relationship, this is be careful of the honeymoon phase. That's all we're saying. We're not saying don't enjoy the honeymoon phase. Definitely don't enjoy that. Like definitely don't enjoy that. No, definitely enjoy that. Definitely enjoy that. Definitely enjoy (laughs) that. Enjoy the honeymoon phase what you need to do is try to stay level-headed within it. Mm. And I very easily could have asked Emilia to be with me two weeks in, Mm. easily. We actually went to a party and uh, people thought we were already in a relationship. They thought we'd been together for years based on the way we were behaving together, which Mm -hmm. was great. Mm -hmm. But I still was like, "Mm mm-mm. I, I, you know, I wanted to go to the gym with you every day. I wanted to hang out with you every day. I I wanted to, you know, throw my goals to the wind (laughs) and just hang out with you all the time. That's a dangerous game because, because that's not what a mature relationship does. Mm -hmm. It's very important to, and, and what's ironic about that last thing I'll say, it was my goals and dreams that made me the man that I am that actually got me to attract Emilia. Yes. And then the moment I meet Emilia, if I let all that go, then we're not going to synergize and work together very well. So, um, 
if as Kevin says on the Next Level University podcast, I love this quote. He says, "If you if you stop doing what got you to the dance, you don't get to keep dancing. Mm. Don't stop doing what got you to the dance." when you get in the honeymoon phase. Mm. What got you to the dance was discipline. What got you to the dance was good decisions. What got you to the dance was rationality. And when you're in the honeymoon phase, be very, very careful of making long-term decisions with short-term emotions. Yeah, a couple of people on my team and Evolve just recently got into intimate relationships that seems to be very aligned initially and that might continue that way. One of the biggest things that I said to them is do not forget what got you here. Yeah. Because that's the thing. So many people will get in a relationship and because they finally have love, which is one of the biggest drivers, biggest motivators, finally have one of our biggest needs met. It's like, oh, everything else can go to the side. It's like people end up going to the gym less when they're in a relationship. They get worse sleep. There's statistics that show that too. Mm -hmm. They get worse sleep when they start entering into a new relationship. All of their- Because they're up all night making love. Making love or texting (laughs) or FaceTiming or like all these things. Like it's new and novelty is great. However, how much of your life, your life that would continue without this relationship is getting derailed. That's a great indicator to know for all of our listeners- if the honeymoon phase has really got you hoodwinked or you're on the hook and things are headed to a not good area. Because here's the thing. We we believe that love should be protected. And if you're headed into the rocky roads of love, we want to help you get steer away from that. So if all the things that matter to you, all the things that you care about, it's a lot easier now that you're in the relationship and maybe even in the honeymoon phase to be like, ah, I'll do that later. Or ah, I don't need to go to the gym tonight. Like, ah, like all of those things are kind of getting tossed over your shoulder and being put on hold. That is a great warning sign, a great big red flag to let you know that the honeymoon, you're not taking that carefully. It's taking you for a ride and you are headed into the rocks. So we want to help you to use this, this podcast episode, steer away from the rocks that could actually have your relationship go grow apart and we want to help each and every single listener grow together so that's what this podcast hopefully can help you do and um that's that's all i'll say so without further ado be careful of the honeymoon phase again Mm -hmm. we have a relationship talks virtual event it's the 23rd one we've done in a row 23 months in a row wow wow the three biggest risks to your relationship failing one of them being the honeymoon phase I'm just I'm just being playful. On May 11th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the registration link will be in the show notes. And again, at the end of the day, one of the biggest risks to your relationship failing is making long-term decisions based on short-term emotions. It's not being able to stay emotionally regulated and to be rational. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you are deeply, deeply in love, it can be very difficult to make a rational choice. Yeah, And that's what we're going to talk about at that event. Definitely. And if you and your partner, let's say you guys are in this honeymoon phase um, and you find yourself struggling a little bit in this, please feel free to reach out to Alan and I. We have a link in the show notes. If you're having a hard time in this and you find that that your relationship is kind of headed into the rocks now that you've listened to this episode and you're like, oh my God, we need a course correction. Uh Uh-oh, we are screwing this up. We are screwing this up, (laughs) which very well could be the case. Having the humility and say that might be the case for us. I'd rather, you know, have a mitigation strategy in place to where that doesn't actually end up happening because I really adore this person. I really love this person. I really love our relationship and what it could be. However, I find myself kind of putting the things that are important to me on the side. Alan and I make sure that we create 
30 minutes on our calendar every single Saturday, not only to meet our listeners, but for people just like you who are struggling in this, who want a safe space where you can privately talk about the challenges in your relationship and who can have guides that can help them lead them out of whatever challenges you're going through. So if you're having a hard time, if you're struggling, this is the space for you and we would absolutely adore meeting you. When Emilia and I first got together, we just kept saying, we just don't want to screw this up. We have to do this one right. Don't screw this up. Don't screw this up. We don't (laughs) want to screw this up. And what we were really sharing, what we were really saying to each other and to ourselves was, let's stay rational. Yeah. Let's stay rational. Because in the past, we had been irrational Mm -hmm. in our past relationships, and we didn't want to make that same mistake. So if you feel like you're there, reach out. We are here to help. We appreciate you. And as always, it's not about you or me. It's about The the we. We'll talk to you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Conscious Couples Podcast. We love connecting with the Conscious Couples community, so please make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at Evolve with Amelia, and Alan is a Lazarus88. Also, if you or your partner resonated with this episode, leave us a review at the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone you love and care about. Until next time, remember, it's not about you or me. It's about the we.